but welcome. Hey, well, this is well, this is a it's a lockdown Blazers, even though it, the setup is kind of like a take it or break. Yeah, because we're we're using my audio setup for reasons that are so arcane that they would blow your trail mind. Blazers. Your right. daily right. Eric's in New York. Podcast. I mean, that's the reason. Part but. of the locked on. Yeah, and I'm here. Network. I'm on a mission. Oh, finally! Finally, the Portland Trailblazers from themselves. I'm here to find Carmelo Anthony and bring him back home. Bring him home to to his true the the home that he knows is in his soul. Portland, Oregon. Uh, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I know that we were kind of in this Carmelo mind state like two years ago mm-hmm. or a year ago, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. But could, would it really be that much worse than watching Layman and, and Harkless? Ugh, there's just there. It wouldn't. It would be better than that. We're, at, at, the least- po- we're at the point where the Blazers small forward position is so dire that Carmelo Anthony might be a genuine upgrade. Like, unless I, I kind of went on the, a, like a monologue about this last night, but I was just like, Jake Lehman's best game of the year was against the Phoenix freaking Suns, who were like barely an NBA team. Terrible, terrible. DeAndre Ayton and Powell's. Yeah, and that was also a game where they didn't have Devin Booker or TJ Warren. Terrible. So even even by the Suns' standards, they were worse than usual in that game when Lehman scored a bunch of points and then the Stauskas game he scored because the Lakers straight up just didn't guard him. And then I don't know if anybody else on the Blazers team can get you like at least mellow before he got cut. He had one good game and it was like 28 points off mm-hmm. the bench in a road win. Called and I don't but, think yeah. any, I don't think anybody on the Blazers bench can do that. And look, there will be people who tell you, oh, don't do it. Oh, it'll ruin the team. Oh, oh, the chemistry. Oh, what are you even watching anymore that you can say this? You know? I don't know. I don't know. They have it, a it, hole at small forward. There's a small forward out there. He's a fun guy. He's going to love it here, baby. You know, I actually got the idea the other day about Gerald Henderson because I remember him being good on the Blazers, and I thought the Blazers missed him when they lost him. But I looked up what Gerald Henderson's up to. He has no cartilage in his hip. Oh, yeah, problem. So, 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 so while you know, in in theory, the, he has the, no the, cartilage the in his hip. Gerald Henderson would be bet would be good. He can't play basketball. Is he just really. retired? He's not retired officially, but he's like not in the league and had to take like a year off because his hip. Yeah, because was all it, because up. his hip is missing really critical parts. Yeah, I mean, he, he like I read an article uh, with he did with USA Today over the summer about how he was trying to get back in the league. Oh, buddy! And buddy. the quote the quote in there says, "My hip was bone on bone." I'm like, buddy, they don't make. <laughs> cartilage transplants they don't man although can i say something why don't yeah. they i don't know it doesn't seem that hard like look don't get me wrong i'm not a doctor right uh, and i've written about the i've literally in the last two weeks written about the pratfalls of speculating widely wildly about doctor shit but i feel like this one is wild enough that it's not actual speculating about doctor shit and uh-huh. that is 
it just seems like how hard could it be to get cartilage? You know, I, to I feel manufacture. Like extra- I don't know. They, they could find a way to extract it somehow. Yeah. Like, like you can't take it. Look, I'm a, I'm about to say some stuff. Some people might be a little uncomfortable with. Can't take it out of a dead body. Well, you know, former Blazer Festus Azili actually did like a crazy, uh, like knee ligament transplant. Mm-hmm. Like they they took like knee ligaments from a guy who just recently died. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's what most ACL surgeries are. They're, they're cadaver ACLs, right? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Well, anyway, th- they need to figure that out. I just don't understand. Hit. Like, I just on a certain level don't quite 100% understand how you can take an ACL cadaver, but you can't take cartilage out of one. Or um, maybe some people aren't ready to hear this. You can probably take cartilage from, like, a cow. Yeah, and then, you know, you kind of put it in and you could, like... It would be like icing on a cake. <laughs> it would be exactly like icing on a cake. Thank you. Eric. Yeah, it's it's truly the icing. And now, on a cake. once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just I'm just out here talking to the medical. Do not take medical advice from. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't inject cow cartilage into your knee. But doctors, if you're listening to this, I'm just a little surprised that you guys can't figure out the cartilage one. That's all. That's all. Yeah. It just, cause then may, maybe Gerald Henderson would be an option for the Blazers. Yeah. The yes. Blazers. Cause maybe then Gerald Henderson would be an option for the Blazers. That's the important thing here. You need to make it's this about, medical breakthrough. People's lives. More yeah. You need to make this medical breakthrough that would improve millions of people's lives so that the Blazers can win like five more games. Maybe. <laughs> Man, I, I just really don't know what else they're going to do because they're obviously not going to trade Dame yeah, CJ. Yeah, God, their wing situation is so bad. I know. And, and Aminu is the only one who you, can comp- – You know what? You say they're obviously not going to trade CJ. And I and I don't think they're going to do that from like a practical sense. I don't think Neil would do that. But um, uh, but boy, if they could – uh, if, if you were to say to me, we will get a player that is a CJ level player, but a wing, I would say, yes, that is a better idea than what they're doing right now. Yeah. I just don't know where that deal is. Yeah. You me, know, yeah, like, me neither, I, but. I, I think the best version of that was like, I mean, people threw this around at times last year, like CJ for Chris Middleton. Yeah. But he, like. I don't know, like Milwaukee seems like they're going to pay Middleton. They like having a bigger team and I kind of get it. Even I, I who's mean, their point? Who's their point guard right now? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, they could, I mean, CJ would be an improvement there, but it doesn't, but I, yeah. Yeah. But CJ also is not, oh no, they have uh, Eric Bledsoe. Oh, CJ would also probably be an improvement over Eric Bledsoe. CJ is an improvement over Eric Bledsoe, I'd say. Did you see see this Donald Trump is considering Jared Kushner for chief of staff thing? I'm sorry to – I just popped up in my my eyeballs right now. Oh, my God. No, I did not. (laughs) Sorry. That's so dumb. Everything that happens is so dumb now. Anyway. Gosh. Just, just an aside from, uh, aside from the the dumb blazer season, talk about the dumb, world <laughs> the dumb like. government, and then is there are there any other dumb things we need to talk? Is there a thing oh. that's dumber? That is there a thing? Is there a dumb thing that's bigger than the government right now? No, 
Maybe no, like a lot of dumb, the dumbness of, dumb of climate change, but that's yes. more like it. But I mean, that's almost like saying like the dumbness of the human condition. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because the climate change is a product of mankind's insatiable craving for for more. For just any, you know, for for more, 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 like the most, like like maybe the most disgusting feature quality of our species and maybe of life itself is that it always feels the need to consume and grow, and this very fact of our existence is basically is like slowly exterminating our Earth. Like that's pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, hey I'm, I'm with you. I'm in. I'm in the heart of of uh, of the consumerist world, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. New York city, New York city, yeah. Satan's, yeah, Satan's palace, baby. Yeah. Um, anyway, the blazers, you, did you watch? So you saw the last game. Did you see the Houston game? Uh, yeah, I watched the Houston game. Yeah. That, that second half was, that was really what kicked it off for me last night, losing on the second night of a back to back. Yeah, whatever that happens, who cares? And also, and you know what? Last night's game was also very like they clearly came out with and with an energy like we're gonna do it, and then they were like, "Oh my god, I'm so tired," and then they lost. Yeah, and like and like Nurk was just like complete, like had one of the worst games I've ever seen from him. Yeah, everyone on the team looked gassed. Yeah, so like I'm not really whole, like the the Rockets game was really what did it for me because it's but like, even then but also even then like oh it's not like the Rockets are 100 percent bad but they but also no. they looked lackadaisical and, uh, well and and it was it wasn't even the Rockets necessarily but it was the guys on the Rockets who beat the Blazers it was like these G leaguers and two way contract dudes who they literally just signed the other day and 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 it's like. You know, Chris Paul and James Harden weren't like blowing them away. It wasn't one of those games where James Harden goes for 50 and you're like, all right, forget it. We lost. Like it, they just got owned by Daniel House and Gary Clark. They cannot Jr. cover shooters. And like that's the thing that you can manufacture out of a G League squad right now is somebody who can take a three pointer. And the Blazers just stopped caring about it, that. And it's, yeah. And, and it's, it, or like making them, they just not, they don't like, I was looking at the lineups the other day and the lineup that is the best right now is the starters with Turner at small forward, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Cause he's, he's been more he is, or less. He cons- sounds like their best small forward and their starters are their four best players except yes. for the, except for whoever's playing small forward. Yeah. And, and so like obviously Turner and I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to move Turner into the starting lineup because then what do you do with the bench? Yeah. Like, oof, oof, you doof, man. Yeah. I mean, this, and, and, and dude, the Seth Curry signing has been a very large disappointment. And another thing that I want to talk about when we talk about the small forwards is like, not just in the small forwards, but you look at the roster, okay? We, We have a bunch of guys on this Blazers team that, hey, like, Wade Baldwin, great story. Got let go last year by Memphis. <laughs> Evan Turner up. loves making fun of him on Instagram for hours at a time. Do you hear All about this? Went, that happened. <laughs> oh, on the oh yeah, on the road tripping podcast. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I but but okay. Wade Baldwin, I you know I don't know Wade Baldwin. I'm sure he's a nice nice guy, and he he worked hard to stick in the league, and you know you, you but. 
what are the Blazers doing? Are the Blazers like are are the Blazers like running a second chance home for for young players oh, yeah. who aren't it's the John Canzano show, baby? Let it fly. Love this. Love the heat on this one, Gundy. But seriously, like, like, okay, like, I, I get it would be sad to lose Wade Baldwin because he's young and fun, but it's like, he doesn't play. Why, why, why are we so like adamant that we have to keep guys that aren't playing, like Layman or or Baldwin, or then you look at Harkless, even, when he does play, he's like okay, and then he also has a bad knee. Yeah. So he can't. So he like. I don't understand. In fair, what, in fairness, what, like, what are the offers for Harkless? But, uh, but I'll. But. Boy, yeah, this team. Um, okay. Uh, do you mind if I posit a theory about this real quick? Okay. Terry and Neil are a terrible combination for each other. Um. Because Neil likes to double down on dudes he feels like he is invested in. Uh, right. And Terry, um, who I want to make clear, if, if, if one of these two people are going to lose their jobs, I think it should be Neil. But, um, but Terry, um... He's real he's he's real weird about lineups and he's real weird about only doing things that he's convinced will work and Neil will not cater to that at all because Neil has such hard opinions about the players that he's acquired and Terry yep. won't like I mean I don't know uh, figure out flexible stuff with dudes he doesn't trust. Like it's just a really weird situation. And as far as uh, how those two interact, I think. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very, actually very interesting theory that I never really thought of that. Like the, I think probably you would say like, okay, Neil's like his whole reputation is built on knowing the draft better than anyone. And so when yeah. they saw, I mean, and we all know, Cor- I mean, we all know Corbin's opinions about the draft. It's fake, right? Which you're, you're a draft hater. Yeah. It's all, it's all fake. Everyone is bad. Yeah. And, 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 and like Baldwin. Okay. He's a guy that was like, Oh, he was high on our board when he was coming out of the draft. Or they said the same thing about Harkless and you know, Harkless, has has had some good moments, but like yeah, Harkless has had know, a decent. Is, I mean, Harkless has been a professional NBA player. Good way yes. to go, you know. Yeah, but it's like also it's like he's hurt. He can't play all the time. He loses confidence in his jumper very easily. It it is like you know it, it it's like the the best thing about Harkless is that like okay you can put him with Aminu and you can guard guys, but. Even the lineups that they've been playing with with Aminu and Harkless together in the starting lineup have been surrendering tons of points. Yeah, that like, doesn't make any they, yeah. They're they're outscoring teams with a just completely unsustainable offense with that group. Yeah, and it's like if the, like if like the if your two best if the two dudes who are your best defensive forwards on paper are not producing good defensive lineups, that's probably a problem. Yeah, and so like that's that's where I keep on coming back to. It's like, okay, so the guys that are supposed to that are supposed to be like the defensive stopper unit 
don't stop anybody. So, so what are we preserving? I, I don't know. I just don't know what, what there is to preserve. And that's what I keep coming back to with this mellow stuff or, you know, I don't know other, you know, come December 15th, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be more ability to trade because all the guys that got signed in the off season will be able to uh, be traded all the free agents pretty much, except for like Kevin Love. I think he can't get traded until January oh, 15th because he signed, he signed an extension. Uh, so funny if late. Kevin Love came to the Blazers anyway. Listen, man, like I, 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 I would not be surprised about that. I mean, there's a lot of guys and also that, that you could, I, I could see another guy that I, you know, I talked about it and it would be an overpay given his contract. But everything that I've read is that, you know, the wizards are trying to find a place for Otto Porter and Oof, yeah, but he Lo- makes so much money. So what? He would fit right in. <sighs> yeah, he would. I would. Would you rather have Otto Porter on a max contract than Mo Harkless? How many years are Mo- how many years are left on Porter's contract? Uh, I need to look this up. All right. I think he signed it in 2017, so I think he has three years left. Boy. But the cap does only go up. Um, Yeah, I'd probably rather have Porter. I mean, mean, because he would basically just be the team starting small forward for the next three years. Yes, and he would – and he has a – okay, so he – has so all, all money, of this though. year, then he has all of the following year, and then he has a player option in 2020-21, which is when... And he would be probably be incentivized not to take it, can, you know, presuming he's not insanely terrible. Yeah, and so... Which he hasn't he, been, so... He has an option for that, and if he takes the option, which he probably won't, but if he, if he does, he comes off the books at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it is an expiring C- contract. And he comes off at yeah. the same time as Damon CJ, which could be good or bad. Mm. I mean, we, okay. But then what are they like? What do they have to give up to get Porter theoretically? About a month ago, Zach Lowe was talking about the wizards and he was saying that he thought that maybe just salary and a pick. Hmm. So what would their salary be? Myers and or yeah, Myers and Harkless or Harkless and Turner. Fine. Thank uh, God we get to keep Myers or um, no, sorry, uh, Evan. Sorry. Well, or you could combine uh, Turner and Myers. Yeah, Turner. I, mean, I don't think Turner's a particularly good salary pick though because um, he has years. Yeah, but he doesn't. He he comes off the books. I think the year before and he doesn't have an option. Mm. Oh, okay. Like he com- he comes off the books in in 1920. And I mean, I know that Porter's contract is extremely exorbitant and ridiculous, but like what else like what are the other options? You know, like the, It depends. I mean, once it, it depends on no what the Blazers want to do. There's no options yeah. that are going to be an upgrade. There's just not. Uh Yeah, I'm with this. I'm yeah, sure. Trade for Otto Porter would be great. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. That, I don't know. That, you can conv- you convince me. I walked into this thinking like I don't know, but not, yeah, uh, yes, See, because their wings are just so crummy. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's really a bummer, and also it's like the Swanigan pick gets worse every day. Like man, what he went like twenty fifth. Who cares? No, I, I know, but like yeah, you're right. He went like twenty six, but it's like 
it like it hurts to see a bunch of guys that went after him like Kyle Kuzma like playing super well for the Lakers. Or oh, Jordan. come on. You, you know, all right. Time out. Time out, Gunderson. Are you, is this your draft? Are yeah, you, you are. You, right you are ascribing to draft mind right now. Nobody. Look. At that point in the draft, you're just throwing dice. Who knows? Like it could have been Swat. Like it could have been Swatting, and it could have been Kuzma. There's no way to know who was really going to pan out, except to look at somebody's raw tools and go, eh, "That could work." And so, and 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 Kuzma happened to be the guy whose raw tools worked for reasons that are so arcane and so unknowable that you that I really truly think that you can't blame anybody for anything. Okay. All right, I'm, so, I'm sorry to give people my draft nihilism, but it's getting deeper and deeper. I'm telling you, Zion Williamson, bust. Okay, the, how much of this is based on the fact that he's at, he goes to Duke? <laughs> you have 40%. <laughs> okay, this is, this is like when you hate on Marcus Smart because of Brad Stevens. No, I, okay, I mean, Marcus Smart is overrated, though. Also... I also hate on Marcus Smart because he's on the Celtics. In fairness, right? Exactly. Okay. It's, it's it okay. isn't. Ju- it's okay. I'm just saying it's not just Brad Stevens. It's okay to admit. It's okay uh, to admit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, and then I guess tomorrow they have uh, the freaking Raptors. Oh no! Is Kawhi out? No. Oh, did he's I just make gonna, that he's up? Play. <laughs> did I just not that, not not that having Kawhi out has prevented them from winning? I think they're seven and one in games that Kawhi hasn't played. Uh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're they're really freaking good. Yeah, they, and yeah, they, uh, yeah. Portland, and I've I've watched them. They ran the they ran the Warriors off the court last night. I've seen them run the Lakers off the court on the road. Like, I'm very worried that. That it's good, that that it could get very very ugly, and if it gets there, like I thought, rock bottom was the Dallas loss, mm, but that was bad. I, I, a bad one, yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe the, maybe the loss will be the wake up call they need to get on that phone and get Carmelo Anthony here. Yeah, I mean, I'm here. Get some I'm leadership New- here. I'm in New York. I can I can go meet Carmelo. Melo, baby, you'd love it here. Well, he I'll really go, would. I mean, he really would. But. I'll go to the, his gym with that Instagram trainer. <laughs> oh, and, he has an and, Instagram trainer. God, I, well, love, no, I love rich people. I uh, no, well, he there's this like there's all these like skills coaches, you know, guys. They yeah. all have like this big social media presence, and and Melo's guy is also CJ's guy. Mm. And does he does he specialize in round dudes? Not and sort of, so much. Sort of like he's, round guy, you know. He's like very he's like very tatted, and he's like into fashion oh, and stuff. Oh, like, guy, that's fun. My my theory is that he's the trainer that smokes weed with the players because he has J.R. Smith. He's the he's 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 Choom King. See, it, I mean, that's, you know, not to, you know, slander anybody. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Look, it's not. Look, look, saying somebody enjoys a little herb from time to time is not slander, Eric Anderson. No, I'm not trying to slander anybody. How dare you? How dare you talk about people who smoke marijuana like that, sir? 
is a respectable hobby. Uh, what were we but talking anyway, about? <laughs> so that guy works with CJ and and Mello and all these guys at this gym in New York. And I will say, I have been I've been looking because one of his jobs is to just promote the shit out of the guys he works with. And if you look at his Instagram, Mello's looking very skinny. Oh, fun! Skinny oh, I love this Mello. angle. I love this angle. Mello's in shape now. Yeah, dude, it's because he he's preparing to go vegan and eat at Tusk. Exactly. It's exactly he he knows the kind of farm to table delights that he's going to re- receive on the daily in Vancouver, Washington. I mean, I look. Here's the thing: there will be uh, nerds who listen to this and they'll say, "No, no, Carmelo's going to win the team." Oh, these are the same people who didn't like Rasheed Wallace, if you know what I mean. Oh uh, yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying now. Uh, uh, and um, people, people, te- people that color outside the lines, people aren't big fans of those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're violating the rules of the coloring book, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say the look. The Blazers probably aren't going to win the title, guys, and uh, and they're starting to get bad enough that uh, something fun happening would be better than what's happening right now. So just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just see what happens. Who knows? Might have, yeah. a little, might have a little more in the tank, old Mello. Who knows? And the thing is, okay, I we have everybody in the basketball internet has like completely completely crapped all over Mello. And don't get me wrong, this it's is like this is, and he's he's getting older. But it's also not that unprecedented in NBA history to have a guy who is in decline for a few years all of a sudden, you know string together a couple of really good months and like look, you know, like, like Joe Johnson when he was on the Miami heat, like, oh. like the, I'm is like, Joe available? guys that they, they get to that point where they're, they, they still have a little bit left and they really want to prove it. And I don't know. I, I feel like there's really nothing to lose other than maybe one of the guys that Portland took a flyer on already. That's way younger. That has never been good in their career. Or you could have Melo, who at least has once been an all-star. Yeah, but the problem, um, I will say, though, that's the thing with Neil, though, is that he's totally convinced. He's got athlete mindset about Afrony Simons because he picked him. Yeah. You know, or about, uh, yeah, yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't, like Neil, man, he doesn't have perspective on these dudes he drafts. Like, like, if people, okay, if GMs would just understand. And you know what? If GMs, fans, players, Eric Gunderson, I even I even very briefly uh, chapped his ass about it earlier in this podcast. If they would just understand that the second, okay, that there's a prospect and there's a dude who is a professional basketball player. And when you're looking at a prospect, you're looking at the raw materials that you believe can become a functioning professional basketball player. But when that person crosses the Rubicon into being a pro, then you actually see what's going to happen with them. And you kind of see it usually pretty quickly. There's, you know, it's, there's not a lot of, you know, there's, and, and if you don't see it early, yeah, I don't know, maybe cut a little bait. Yeah. I mean like, okay, we've seen like, I'm not talking about get rid of, you know, Zach Collins. We've no, seen, of course like, not, because Zach Collins has flashed 
professional basketball level skill stuff. Yeah, and and like at times at a very high level. Yeah, and like I mean he, I mean look, he needs to be more consistent to be a contributing NBA player. But yeah, but he, and that's so something I. That he's got to. That's something that yes, it, we all do. That, but that's something he's got to he's got to work on. But you can't if you're Portland and you're a team that's trying to make the playoffs and 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 be a competitive team. That's where the Terry stuff comes in. It's because he's the head coach trying to win games. He Bingo. can't wait. He can't wait on Zach Collins to become consistent. He can't wait on. And, t- and, look, and I also kind of. I mean, I mean, I also think that Terry is maybe a little on the impatient side, but I don't think that he is more on the impatient side than Neil and the organization are on the. Let's wait and make sure. Let's wait and see if all this works outside. If that makes any sense. No, I, 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 it does make sense. I mean, look, sure. I watched Terry coach teams where five players played like 38 minutes a game each. Like, 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 look, the dude has tendencies. Don't get me wrong. But, but right now those tendencies are not the problem. The problem is that the team has a deficit, has a def, a deficit. Yes. Of talent, especially at the wing. And yeah. and in modern NBA, especially, uh, you need good wing players, and the Blazers have, let's say, one player who I would say is definitely a good wing player, and one player who is, um, maybe the most uh, confusing basketball player of his generation. Turner. Yeah, Turner. So, yeah. Yeah. and Aminu is, Aminu is. Uh, but the thing is, is Good. Turner still better than than Harkless and Layman and Seth Curry? Uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I look. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, the, I mean, I mean. When you start to ask those questions about Turner, it stops to become a question about uh, the value of basketball players, and it starts to become a question about philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, I mean, I do think Turner is better at basketball than all those dudes. I'm not sure he's better at NBA basketball. Uh, well, yeah, that's it, I. You know what? Let me take that back. He's better at NBA basketball than those dudes, but I don't know if he's better at NBA basketball than a dude with his talent level who uh, mostly just shoots threes. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Do Do you have any other uh, topics do you want to touch on? Because I think I think we are at a good point. Right yeah, now. we I, made our points. We've talked about the the Raptors coming in tomorrow. We talked about how the Blazers absolutely need to sign Carmelo Anthony. Uh, yes. Uh, for maybe reasons more than it would be funny, but also because it would be funny. Um, God, there was one thing I wanted to mention. I can't remember what it was, though. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe not. Uh, All right. Shout out to shout out to Lockdown Blazers Nation. Shout out to the Lobster Nation. Uh, listen to Take It or Break It. There's a new episode that came out, I think, the same day this gets released. Which is Hell to say yeah. today. It's already out. It's with David Hell Roth and yeah. Mike Pellucci. Mike, my pal, who was just in the New York Times today. Whew. Yeah, right? Famous sports writer Mike Pellucci. Yeah, Amer- America's finest sports writer, Mike Pellucci. He's a very good sports writer. Yeah. He, Mike great, is and Mike, an yeah. all-time take-it-or-break-it guest. He is. Well. Mike is like a weird I, – I, we're talking about something very arbitrary right now. But, like, Mike is like the platonic ideal of a sports writer. Like a dude who, like, has an idea of what's going on in the outside world. Uh, but is also keyed into sports and really interested in the people who are doing sports. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he rules. Uh, and yeah. like 
he wrote about um oh he wrote about the Washington State quarterback who uh, committed suicide. Oh right. His brother is also a high level quarterback, and um, when that happened to his his older brother, he sort of had to make the decision to um, about whether or not he was going to continue to play football, knowing that his brother had CTE and uh, and uh, and uh, committed suicide. So. It, yeah, anyway, check out Mike's work. I yeah, guess. check out Mike's work. Check out Take It or Break It. Uh, LeBron Wire. Yeah, I was yeah. I was on I was in Vice Sports and Up Rocks in the Daily Beast this week too. So Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Lots of big publications for big corbs. Yeah, but yeah. It's called, you know, it's called uh it's called being a national writer, people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go head out into the night and find Carmelo. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I can't wait. And, and I'll I'll let you guys know what he says. Uh, and I am going to stop recording. Uh, Eric, thanks. Yes, dude. Thank you for making making the time. Uh, no problem. And thank you for listening.